ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spirit and Steinberg Podcast. Right here with Spears. How y'all feel out there? Ben Butler here. Good evening. Bartholomew Carrington III. Ten dollars a lot of money. Yeah. What time is it? Game time. Bug Space. Kick it. This O Steve moment has been brought to you by Aunt Johnson. So, Mr. James Brown, uh, you've been doing a lot of touring lately. And I've always wanted to know, as you keep your band very close to you, who is the Caucasian gentleman that always hangs out after your shows and has a particular strong appetite for colored gals? Oh, Steve! 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 Wow! Hit me! Dude, that's good, James Brown. Huh? I'm saying Steve. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> wow! All right. Um, this is from Isaiah, the character. <laughs> the Jew rapes the jerk in the buttocks. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, hey, Spears, it's Steinberg. It's your boy, Isaiah, the character from the Gump slash Montgomery, Alabama. I'm from the South, but I'm smart. Aries and Andy, I love your podcast. I love Andy. Oh, Aries and Andy, I love your podcast is addictive. Yeah, let me rewind real quick. I'm from the South, but I'm smart. Aries and Andy, I love your podcast is addictive. All right, go back to where he says I'm smart again. But now, now do it in the Southern area. I'm from the South, but I'm smart. <laughs> Aries and Andy, I love your podcast is addictive. I'm from Mississippi. Um, you know who podcast you should be on? Ding, ding, the 85 South Show. I would love if you were on the 85 South Show. At one point, they were the only podcast I watched. And another podcast is Millions Dollars Worth of Game with Gilly and Wallow. I noticed too many, uh, I noticed too many, um, small podcasts. Hold up. Louis Anderson has something to say. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, <laughs> I noticed too many small podcasts are inter- interviewing you. No uh, disrespect, because you got to get what you can get. Sometimes I wish you can get back. Well, wait a minute, brother. Uh, don't say that. Like uh, I'm uh, scrounging to be on these little podcasts. I'm doing niggas favors, man. Some of these people ask me to do their podcast, and I'm trying to help them. So, come on, nigga. Smart. <laughs> um, 
Uh, duh, 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 duh. No disrespect because you got to get what you got what you can sometimes. I wish you could get back on Vlad TV, but mainly 85 South Show. I will love it when they start doing live shows for them to bring you out. That will be an epic and a big win for the 85 South. But let's get to some butt-pounding time. Uh, Aries, I've been wanting to ask you this question for a year. Let's say you and Andy were at your house and you guys were smoking. You doze off. Then when you wake up, Andy, Andy knock you upside the head. And you wake up tied up, bent over, and those red things was inside your mouth. And you feel a strong force penetration <laughs> rip through your butt cheeks. He's doing the scene from uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. Fiction yeah. right? And you make the noise you imitated describing Al Pacino movie Cruising. And Andy is giving you the Jew meat. He is pounding your cheeks. He frying your baloney. Baloney. He is giving you a new prostate. And then Andy yells out, take this Jew meat. (laughs) 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 This is so gay and violent. Um, What are you doing next when Andy gets finished? He unties you. Take the red thing out of your mouth. What's your next move? Uh, to take a bus trip down to the <laughs> south, find you, and do the exact same thing to you for making me read this horrendous shit. I got a question. I yeah. got a question. Um, and this is to listeners. What is the most offensive thing that was done here? All those things that I just did to Aries or that I used the N-word? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you using the N word every day of the week. (laughs) Dude, I started laughing because he he used the scene basically when he said the red wall thing. I was like, what is he talking about? Then all of a sudden I saw the scene in my head and I was like, oh my God. Uh, Uh, Dude, uh, you got to put your imagination to better use. (laughs) Yeah, really, nigga. Uh, And ease up on the, you know, you being smart shit. Draw back on that. Um, <clears throat> Emmanuel Gomez uh, my apology after seeing both documentaries we need to talk about Bill Cosby and Times Square Killer I stopped and reflected on my actions up to date and how I've been objectifying women my entire life can you blame me it's what we were taught <clears throat> through entertainment up until recently Barbara Walters getting sexually harassed on her on air by her co-host was extra alarming to me I want to publicly apologize to every woman I ever objectified in the past. Bill Cosby, man, I look at him completely different now. He is the true example of someone that is two-faced. He has a nerve to talk down to people, also like Wanda Sykes on air. He lost all his stripes with me. Society, Society also showed that women were objects in Times Square, but more physical, but more preju- but more prejudicial. Is how they would only arrest the women prostitutes, but not drug dealers, thieves, etc. It's very alarming. Women life is definitely devalued in both these documentaries. And I just want to apologize to the entire female sex for how society has portrayed you. Thankfully, times are changing. It's an uphill battle, but victory is on the horizon with people becoming more aware. Thanks again, ANA, for, pro- for providing material that made me evaluate myself and fix my mistakes. Peace and love, fellas. Well, Emmanuel, I know all the bitches thank you, too. 
What do you think? About what? Do you, you know, <clears throat> because <throat> when we saw... I, I'm wondering how deep this nigga goes in terms of his uh, objectification of women and mistreatment for you to put out a, a national apology. You know, I, <clears throat> yeah, that, that would be one aspect, but I want to know at what point is object to objectify someone. When does it become an objectification? And when is it, you know, like we are physical creatures though, still. Right. And that is our, we, the first introduction that we have to another person is, is sight. And we naturally look at someone and find them appealing or not appealing. There's nothing we can do about that. Now, that doesn't mean that you go into a room and it's your uh, coworker or it's your boss or it's someone, it's it's an employee and you go, oh, there's a difference between going, oh, you find that person nice. You could like them. You could, you know, when visually they're, they're appealing to you and those, (laughs) that doesn't mean you have to go, oh, I can't wait to fuck them. That there's a difference. I'm, I'm not saying that. That Hugh Downs thing where he's talking about. Which I didn't think was bad. I understand, you know, it was a little creepy the way that he went. Uh, well, I, I thought you were, you know, but I don't know that we knew how to say that. I, I think that was a very interesting moment where. He said, I thought you looked good as a bunny. I thought you looked good as a bunny. I what's the harm in that? I, I, I think there could have been a way that he could have said it. He goes, uh, you know, I don't know how you would have said it differently at the, in that moment, in that situation, or not say anything at all, because he is also her coworker. And, you know, but I mean, you saw her as a bunny. You never, you know, and the reason this probably came out even weirder is he, I think that that could have been twisted in a way where mm-hmm. he saw her as his equal the person that he sat us on the other side of the desk with, he never saw her as the bunny. And then he right. sees her as the bunny and went, man, I, I liked you as the bunny. Like not, not in a way that was, that, that could have been taken as demeaning. It could also have been like, I never saw you that way before. I'm seeing you that way for the first time. I got to be honest. You it look sounds good. Like, it sounds like an explanation now. No, but I'm not saying that you should have said that. I'm no, saying I'm, I, 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 hear you. I, I'm going through what was going through his head at the time. Yeah. I, you know, it sounded like a compliment to me and in and, and, and the best, most respectful way possible. Well, I, <clears throat> that's the other thing you could have said. I never would have ever imagined seeing you that way. Uh, I've always seen you as my equal. Or uh, No, I don't know. That sounds yeah. even worse. Yeah. So, no, I don't know how you do that. So, I, I mean, I understand what he's saying, but at that moment that he picked to say that, right. I, I, I just, I don't know how you deal with that situation. I, I, I you know, I, I don't know how you see it. If if you would, right. there's a scene. There's a friends, a, a friends, uh, um, episode where Phoebe's dating two guys, and she mm-hmm. goes in, and she likes the fireman because he's the fireman, and he right. has he's cut up and he has a chest and you know abs, and she says, but the fireman has the body, you know, and so she wants to still see the fireman, so she goes over to break up with the guy who's like a school teacher, and he's doing some woodwork, and he's ripped, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh my god, they're both ripped. Right. We, we, we naturally, it, it's, it, there's, there's some of its objectification. Some of it's like, that's something that you find attractive in someone. How do you, right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we're at a very interesting place that we, we have to learn how to balance that, but it's going to be tougher than just apologizing. Uh, this is from Ronald Williams. Uh, what's up? a and I'm listening to episode 120 and arises as much shit you were giving and arises, I'll even say, and Aries, as much shit as you were giving Rudy Ray Moore, $10, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> as 
as much shit as you were giving Rudy Ray Moore shit about his movie. I would think, as a, and then before I finish reading this, I wrote back to him, well, you niggas kill me. Uh, as much shit, uh, you give Rudy Ray Moore shit about his movie. I would think as a black man in Hollywood, you would give him props just for putting up his own money and telling Hollywood, fuck you. Like, sometimes you confuse me about what you stand for when it comes to Hollywood, even when it comes to black people, because of some of the episodes, the way you hate Trump. I don't see that same effect on Joe Biden and Harris. You give them a pass all day. Again, no disrespect to you, just my two cents, because you would take this out of context. Like, I'm saying, fuck you, and that, fuck you, and that far from what I'm saying. Uh, and with all due respect to you, you're a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> let me tell you something, dude. First of all, like so I'm, I'm telling you, dude, some people are dumb. Just dumb. Let me let me let me explain something to you. Um, yeah, I salute Ray, Rudy Ray Moore and any black person that does their own thing. But it's still a shit movie. What do you want me to like a movie that I think is a shit movie? Just because he's black, I could applaud the black man for doing his thing. That don't make the movie good. It's a shit movie. The movie was funny, though. Subjective. And I do, but I, I, there is some part in here that I want to I touch on before you move past it, where he says, uh, thing to confuse me about what you, did he, uh, when he took a stand and, and telling Hollywood to fuck off. He didn't tell Hollywood to fuck off. He made that movie because Hollywood told him to fuck, fuck off. off. Right, right. And so you got to you you got to get the understanding of what, uh, of what Aries is actually speaking of when he speaks about it. Hollywood told him to fuck off. He went and made a movie, and is despite that he he made himself a career, and he put out a movie, taking it from one car to another movie theater, his movie, and playing it, and caused his notoriety. That's yeah, awesome. I, I salute that. That's amazing. But that don't make the movie good. So I'm just saying, there's shit movies. And believe me, if Hollywood came knocking, he'd open the door. But they didn't. And now, secondly, where did you ever hear me praise Joe Biden? I know that Biden has said fucked up shit. I've always said no president I don't think has not said fucked up shit about black folks. But again... My only, my only thing that I was happy about was the lesser of the two evils. Trump had to go. Would I, would I have loved to have had somebody else in there? Yes. I would have loved to have had Obama do a third term, but we know that's not possible. But between Biden and Trump, yes, Trump had to go. And that was the only thing I celebrated was that, yes, Trump's out of there, Biden's in there. Not like I got love for Biden or not like I ever believe Biden was pure to niggas. I know he wasn't. So where did you get that? Where did you get that interpretation? Man, man, people are idiots, B. Yeah, I, I, l- listen, I, I, I've, we haven't had the topic about addressing Biden. And, and I, don't, I don't even talk about Biden since Trump left and Biden came in. I don't think I've ever initiated a Biden conversation. If anything, that might have been Andy, even though I don't recall him doing it much. No, because I wasn't for Biden. I was, and I said this before in the podcast, I was voting for the media. And here's what I meant by that. And this is coming, this is coming to, to be now. The media had 
was supposed to hold Biden as accountable as it held Trump because it showed what it could do when it wasn't approving of what someone was doing. The media started to. They started to try to hold uh, Biden's feet to the fire, but they have since let go. The media is back to doing the same bullshit that they've always done. Uh, this is, and as far as they're concerned, this is better than what they had before. Uh, there's a lot of people in this media that I absolutely fucking hate, but here we are, and uh, it's up to the people to hold them accountable. What do you think about them and the crack pipe thing, <laughs> dude? You know, there, there's different ways to look at what he's trying to do, and there's different cities where you can come up with an argument that says when you, uh, you know, if you if you're giving out syringes disposable syringes people aren't going to get as many diseases they're not going to go to the hospital they're not going to cause more hospital expenses and take up beds they could be treating other people because they're going to do what they're going to do and this is at least minimizing or mitigating uh what the 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 fallout from doing uh, being an addict Man, I don't know. I don't know how you how you support that, man. If you're going to do this, there's other ways to go about it. I, I I know that no one, no taxpayer who's working hard wants to subsidize crack pipes. No, no taxpayer does. I, I don't care who you are. You don't. If that is the case, then put that on the people uh, that are making money. We're legalizing weed. Then some of that money, the tax dollars that should be generated from that, that can go to that. Um so I, I have my own issues with it. It's, it's how it's presented, though. It's more of a presentation. And again, one side of the media is going to make this a big deal while the other side is going to play it down. They should be honest about it. And we should come up with better ways to do things. But, you know, I'm not going to get into the, the, the crack pipe because that's uh, uh, I, I think that they they overblew the crack pipe part. There's other reasons why they want to do the things that they're doing. And, and that got no uh, attention in the media. And both sides fucked it up. So, um yeah, there's a lot more in there. People got to do more research and they got to read more. But don't you don't use the news, man. The news is not the news. <sighs> From Solomon Zaire. Uh, shake my head. Boy, that gumbo. Wow. A&A. Here we go again with the amazing topics in the one month. Niggas can be niggas. All I hear is the Golden Girls intro remix. Thank you for being my nig. <laughs> 60 years later and shit, not fixed. Laugh out loud. Look, first gumbo is sacred? ANA? No, Andy. It doesn't take days to make it because the contents will spoil. But it is better the next day. The Creole part of me cringed. <clears throat> I said it wrong. But that's not the point. I think there is a necessary responsibility to the word in question and if and only if you have to say the letter N and not the word, you should never get the right to say it. Arian Joe said it's okay, it's not okay, and that he wishes this could be a teachable moment. What is there to teach if you repeat it, if you repeatedly said it publicly? And now what's done in the and now what's done in the dark, LOL. I'm sure he's able to record the biggest white hooded rap album ever with his words behind doors. I mean, <clears throat> the motherfucker is from Newark, New Jersey. I mean, come on. He was saying Moulian before a tit hit his mouth. James Gandolfini voice. Oh, <clears throat> he's been saying fuck a Moulian before a tit hit his mouth. Uh, this wasn't a mistake. It was a big balls move, and Spotify said they do not think he should be silenced. Aries, you were told not to be a bully professionally, and you had to be responsible for your words because people take them wrong. So who's telling the Aryan Joe 
this, why do you get uh, duct taped? And I'm sure now he wants to do the podcast. The way you defend Andy, you can be a lawyer. Niggas been the joke. Uh, when the word nigger is more funny to people that don't look like us, it's no longer a joke. Just amusing to the wrong people. Is that possible? Yes. Comedy doesn't negate something being wrong or inappropriate. It just makes it temporarily acceptable if it lands almost like a buffet, uh, like a bullet, my sorry. If it all lands almost like a bullet, if it's fast enough, it will just go through, go through you, but poorly executed, it will damage, kill, or slow uh, kill you slow either way it's too late to avoid the shit uh, avoid the shit wear a vest niggas metaphorically metaphorically of course oh and I realized I said some things unfair to Joe I hope this can be a learning lesson for me lol peace prior and wilder of the podcast Solomon uh, yeah uh, Solomon couple of punctuation marks bro you got me doing 80 uh, in a school zone with no stop signs. Yeah, I, I disagree with so much in there. I do. Yeah. I do. I disagree with so much. First of all, um, I disagree and I agree at the same time. I'm having a hard time how I, I want to uh, s- touch this because, uh, all right, first of all, with Joe Rogan and even DL said, you know, you got to put it in context, but then DL said it also goes to your uh, character. Um, here's the issues that I have with Joe. Um, I don't have an issue that he said it on his podcast when he was just talking about the word, like the one, one of the, if you listen to the apology and he's talking about it, it, it was about breaking down the word itself and explaining it. Uh, could he have picked a better topic? Yeah. And if you're going to pick that topic, can you have representation on your podcast as well? So it doesn't appear that white guys are breaking down the word. That would have been ideal for me. Right. Uh, and it would have led some credibility to the conversation. Um, some of the things that he brought up were interesting, though, about how he saw it and how he talked about it. And now he says, that he learned that he shouldn't, it, that it's just not for him to talk about. And I'm going to, I'll touch on that afterwards. But then you said in comedy, sometimes it's just to be funny, but it's never not, it's never not right. Listen, I'm going to tell you the joke that I do that I haven't done in a while because I do feel that it was, it's just not the right time because, not because I don't think it's still funny. And I just think that I don't want people to have to be triggered by something that we're all going through things right now. And I didn't want a word that can trigger people to ruin their night. And I said, can trigger people. I've done the joke before and I'll never forget the time I did it. I told Aries, this is one of the greatest moments in my comedy life because I believe comedy is supposed to, and this is, I say it on stage right now. Comedy is supposed to take fucked up shit in life, pain, anger, whatever it is that you have. And it's supposed to flip that so that we can walk through this world and try to feel a little bit better about the world that we walk through. That's what comedy is supposed to do. To me, uh, jokes are jokes and that's great. But when you can, talk about something sensitive or delicate or painful or and meaningful and you turn it so that it makes people feel something in a different way, that's important. And I was in, and I even, I remember the city. I remember when it happened. I was in Denver. I did the joke. I was standing in the lobby getting ready to sell some t-shirts and a black woman uh, called me over to her. And I think I remember telling you this story. She called me over. She waved me over and I was like, oh, 
you know, I, and I looked at her and I thought she was going to tell me and she, and she did it on purpose too. I know she did because of the way she said it next. She said, uh, she looked at me and she said, you know, I just want to talk to you for a minute. I thought, okay, I'm going to have to defend what I did as a comedian. And she said, uh, I never in my whole life thought I was going to hear a white man use that word in front of me. And she projected anger and then said, and then laughed so hard. And what I realized, and, and, and this was my goal, but I realized what I had done for her is I believe that this woman was actually hurt by this, uh, obviously hurt by this word, but in a way that uh, experienced a moment, not just the word, but a moment that, that resonated with her in a way that made it even more angry. And by the way that I flipped it and did the joke that I do, she was able to get some comic relief for just a moment. And when you said that it just goes passes through, you know, I felt that that relieved some of that pain that relieved it because there's an explanation in that joke that I do. That's what comedy's supposed to do. So that's why I disagree with you. I don't think Joe Rogan was doing that. I think he was having a, a podcast and he was discussing it in all the, on all the, uh, the podcasts that we hear, it's never used at someone it's used in context of, 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 of discussion. And listen, I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying that he should, but there's a difference between someone yelling that at you and someone having a conversation about the word itself. But white people have to get over this part. White people enjoy this discussion because white people love uh, being included in the club. And that's really what this word has become. It's a word that you're you're in a club that gets to use this word. That's what it is. You're in a club. This is your word. You've taken it over. It had bad connotations and you made this into a club. And white people love when they get included into the club that they can say it or it's said to them. And white people have never really been uh, not having, they're not used to a club not being theirs that they can't go into on a regular basis anytime that they want to. And this is the one club that they can't do that. But the reason white people have to understand that they can't continue to do this is because we were already in a club. There was a, a club for white people and they used that word and that's why they can't use it anymore. They haven't ever gave up their membership at the other club that they were in. So they don't get to come over and start fucking trying to play in a different club. Two things. Uh, one, that just goes to show you the magic and the beauty of comedy that uh, when you talk about that woman, uh, anything's possible. Anything's, it's all about the execution. Anything is possible. There's, 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 there's a way to do everything. Secondly, uh, you know, Trevor Noah uh, broke down, and he had a pretty good analogy where he, he talked about, you know, and I'm going to try not to butcher this as I paraphrase this, but Joe Rogan was doing what he was doing before Spotify, and he used the words in the fringe. Yeah. You know. Mainstream. Well, in the right. Fringe. In the fringe. And, and it's almost like a nudist college, colony, he said. You know, it's normal to walk around with your dick hanging out amongst other nudists because that's in the fringe. But then once uh, Spotify brought him to the mainstream, Joe still was doing what he did in the fringe now on mainstream. And, and even though they hired him and, and wanted his podcast because it was what it was, now they're upset that he's doing what he did in the fringe. So he was like, now imagine someone walking down the street and in public with their dick out and your reaction would be, 
what in the holy fuck are you doing? Uh, so uh, that was his, his analogy breakdown. And I liked it, but what I said was, um, it's a little flawed uh, because the reality is this. There's no history of black people being murdered, slavery, the 60s, church bombings, the killings of our leaders, and all the blood that is poured into the streets and into the cemeteries of America because somebody had their dick out. That word comes with a history. Having your dick out, even though I know what he's saying, and, and it's, 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 it's not a bad analogy, but having your dick out has never gotten anybody killed. Having your dick out doesn't come with a history. That word comes with a history. So while I understand his analogy, I don't know if... I think it's flawed. I'm going to say that I agree with what you just said, except though, having your dick out has got people killed when the addiction had been where it was. Okay. So, <laughs> but the, the, and, and, and being accused of having your dick out when it never was, was out, out has also, also gotten, gotten people, people killed. killed. Uh, but also w- with this Joe thing and to his analogy, Joe hasn't said this for, uh, from what I understand from his apology. I don't listen to Rogan. I don't listen to the podcast, so I can't really, you know, I'm not this, I'm not trying to be an expert on this. I'm uh, saying that from the apology that I heard, if it was correct, he hasn't had these discussions or used this anymore. Uh, I heard DL uh, say that it was 72 times. I don't know if that, I I don't, you know, uh, going off other people's information, this is, I'm not doing an investigation on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, Off that information, uh, that's a lot of times, but he's also has thousands of episodes and if this conversation has comes up and other people and whatever yeah but he said he hasn't had it in a long time so before he got to be in the mainstream and he was still on the fringe he stopped and uh one of the some of the episodes have been pulled up from past that have been taken down i'm not saying that gives him a pass or that it's okay i'm just saying these things are these things are also true um I, I think this is a very sens- obviously this is a very uh, sensitive topic. There is a difference between a discussion and actually trying to use that word to inflict or to call someone that. Um, you know, I, I don't know where this this, but see, I, I have a hard time because we 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 said this before saying the n word. If I said the if I go oh the n word. Listen, the reason there's a word called the N-word is this, uh, first of all, because it didn't start with the N-word. The first word that I heard and I can remember being called a letter was the F-word. And we used the F-word because we would use it in front of children. And by saying the F-word, the children didn't know what that word was and they didn't learn the word because they didn't hear the word. Correct? The Mm F-word? We know what the N-word is. Right. So we're not hiding it. We're camouflaging it. So I, I, I... I, there has to be a point in time when this is not the discussion. And so as much as I, I, I go, it's a discussion, Joe's had the discussion, but we also have to understand that just saying N-word is the, dis- it's past it. We just need to be pat. This can't be a conversation that white people are comfortable having on any platform, especially when there's not someone to counter the argument or give the other opinion. Right. Uh I, like I said, I do it on stage. I did it before. I've had uh, comics, and I'm not trying to say that any comic, whether they're black or not, can give me the right to do it. I took the right because I was a comic, and I made something that is, for me, has more meaning than just the word. And I think that, uh, as I'm trying to explain it, which a lot of people are still going to disagree with, and I understand that, 
but I have a lot of jokes that you can come listen to me say, and you're not going to like those either. I think it makes a difference what I do as a comedian, and I want to continue to make that difference. Right now, I feel that it would only be divisive, and that's why I don't do it. So, uh, But if I get to the point where I feel my voice is strong enough that I can do it again, I would do it again. Uh, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know how that applies to my character either. Because uh, DL said it also has to do with your character. Right. So I don't know. I don't know what that means about me. Means you indecisive, nigga. No. Because when I'm up on stage, if I was indecisive, that wouldn't work at all. Right. And, 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 and don't, don't kid yourselves to people who are listening to this podcast and want to, want, or already want to type something to me and explain to me my, my head. I don't do this joke in white rooms. I don't do this in, in, in rooms where uh, it's not going to get back to anybody. I do these in the rooms that most people are, are surprised that I'm even doing that room. So it's not like I, I'm going and going to the safety of my, my area and going, I can do this and I'll get away with it. No, I, I've done it and presented it in, in, in places where it better be funny, it better work, or I'm, not gonna, or I'm going down with the ship. Here, here. Uh, all right. Frank C. Graham, the fourth. Frank C. Graham, the fourth. Uh, subject, remembering your past lives. There is a movie about that. Uh, Aries and Andy, what's good, my Gs? Just wanted to shoot you guys a quick email and let you know that, yes, there is a movie depicting individuals remembering their past lives. The movie is called Infinite. It came out in 2021, I believe, and it starred Mark Wahlberg. And, you know, I could never say this brother's name right, but now I finally got it. Chiwetel Ojifor. I used to call him uh, Chitlin's Chicklets Emojifo. Did you get it right the same way every time? Yes. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I always thought of myself if I was a game, uh, not a, a, a late night talk show host. And, all right, ladies and gentlemen, y'all give it up for Chitlin's Chicklets Emojifo. But it's Chiwetel Ejiofor. Uh, it was about the two opposing, ooh, shit, factions and uh, that could die and reincarnate into a different person, yet still remember and retain their knowledge and skills of their past lives. It wasn't a great movie at all, but the concept itself is dope. Appreciate the hard work, brothers. Frank Graham. Did you ever see it? No. I didn't. I, 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 I never even heard of it. There's a, there's, I, I know that there's a doc about people who will tell you about their, that they interviewed people who can remember their past lives, though, too. Really? Yeah, but I don't, you know, Fucking I can remember God. anything that is implanted into my brain, I guess. If someone told me that I did this before, I guess I could come up with it. You can't remember your current life. No, I can't remember this at all. Uh, this is from our girl, A.B. Uh, hey, Double A is a proud member of the Bitch Badge Holder Club. I wanted to write in and say a few things. Aries, how are you going to say that you peed in the bed a little bit? There is no such thing. I know because I was a chronic bedwetter as a kid due to all the trauma I was experiencing. And many nights I, wish I, I wished I could pee just a little enough to get up, and that never happened. Thankfully, I grew out of it. So as the youth of today say, stop capping, LOL. Yeah, I, I, I felt myself piss a little bit. And when my leg got warm, I went, oh, shit, and woke up. But it was a little bit. I didn't fucking 46 with a whole bathtub full of piss. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> um, 
You're just trying to say it was a couple dribbles. A couple dribbles. Uh, Joe Rogan, this whole issue about the N-word was spinned out by India Ari trying to jump on the cancel him for Spotify train after the failed attempt from the other white music artists because they did not like his open discussions on how his show on his show about COVID. I support him opening his platform to different conversations. I have not and will not take any of those jabs. I had COVID in November 2021 and I was fine. Going into the third year of it, you have never heard of anyone in big pharma or government discuss the need to exercise and eat healthier. Think about all the money people have made behind the scenes with these jabs. Meanwhile, they are giving us free crack pipes. Man, get the French toast out of here. I don't give a damn about what anyone says out of their mouths. We are all hypocrites in so many ways, shapes, and forms. And we as black people are too emotional over words. Whatever happened to the whole stinking uh, to the whole stinking stones? That's how we keep getting played and not taken seriously on the political field. So many others have received all kinds of funds under this new administration and still nothing for black people besides new made up holidays. I don't feel any way about Whoopi. She has called for many people to get canceled over things she didn't like what they said. Karma is quiet. Uh, the bitch when it comes back to bite. I don't watch the show because it's filled with such negativity and wants everyone to feel like a victim. Like you have said, our society is too damn moist these days. Keep up the great work, guys. Andy, congrats with your album. I look forward to purchasing it. Purchasing it. Purchasing it. A B. Uh, only thing I gotta say is. Buy into this conspiracy theory that because of Joe's views on COVID, you know, this is some secret. What was the timing? Okay, but still, I don't believe that there's any cloak and dagger secret pertinent person behind the curtain looking to fuck with him because of his stance on COVID. I just don't buy into that. Um, I don't. If it would have happened like 30 days later, I might have been more like the timing was like too quick boom boom this was already ready to go before so i don't think it was so so essentially is the conspiracy that because of his stance on covid these videos leaked so they could get him silenced yeah if, well if if it didn't work with covid it didn't work by saying that he was this covid denier and he's and that uh, honestly I have to stick up for Joe here because it's like, I'm not trying to make a decision for anybody on Joe, but I'm saying this. He wasn't a COVID uh, denier uh, and he wasn't against the vax. He just had open discussions and allowed people, which we did too, allowed people to come on and give an a fair exchange of ideas. That There's a difference between a fair exchange of ideas and you inserting your opinion and making it and sending that out to your people and saying, guys, this is the way it is. And I have all these listeners, and now you need to listen to what I'm saying. He had conversations with people, which I thought was what an interview was supposed to do. And you are supposed to interview difficult people. Um, and one of the things about Joe that makes him a great in interviewer from uh, the little bits that I have seen is that Joe is interested in what the other person's saying. That doesn't mean that he agrees with the person. He's interested in it. That's what makes that conversation happen because Joe is interested in always learning more, which should be everybody's goal or to at least understand the other side because when you understand the other side, it can verify or it can it can beef up your own opinion. And I don't, uh, I'm saying that because Joe said that he was going to get the vaccine. 
He was off to get the vaccine. He was supposed to get it. And then he got COVID before his appointment and he couldn't get the vaccine. And then he got the ivermectin and he talked about that. And it was a prescribed ivermectin and it's been used elsewhere. The doctor prescribed it because it does help. And that's what the media jumped on, that he was trying to say, I'm going to use this instead. It wasn't an instead of, it was because of. So I, I, I don't get that. But what I will say, though, it did happen. It looked like it was already ready to go. I don't think that they like that he has this many uh, followers and that he he has the one of the largest media controls in the country. And it's a comedian. And Joe isn't trying. I, I don't believe that Joe is trying to uh, use this platform to move people in, in the way that Joe wants them to move. I think that he's having open discussions and people listen and they go with what they want to. Listen, man, <clears throat> once you become a certain amount of rich, a certain amount of famous, uh, and you're white and you say nigga, that's going to come to the light. That's going to come to the light. I don't care who you are. And the more rich, more famous, and you use such a word, that, which I think is undisputable, the most heinous, dangerous word on the planet. I can't think of another word that's more dangerous than nigga, more fucked up than nigga. Because again, the history and the blood that's attached to it, it's just going to come to light. It, it, it happens to all of them. It happened to Mel Gibson, Liam Neeson, uh, Paula Dean, the bounty hunter, Hulk Hogan. It always comes to light. It comes to light, but in Joe's case, he wasn't calling anybody that word. But we went over this. The, I, way, the way in which to use it didn't feel funny. It didn't even feel like an attempt at funny. No, that was on something else. It didn't feel funny. That was on the Planet of the Apes, the right. Planet of the Apes things. I, and 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 again, he took that down as soon as he heard it. It didn't sound funny to him either, or he would have left it up. I, I'm not. I'm not. And we all know the comedians have swung and missed. I'm not. Def- Listen, I don't care. Anybody can feel any way they want about Joe Rogan. I'm defending him as a comic for the swing and the miss. But it didn't feel like a swing. I'm just that's what I mean when I say it didn't even feel like an attempt. But to be that's funny. why I'm careful on this podcast, though, too, because I don't think a podcast necessarily gets out what you. I do. I I, I, I I think when you do, people know the ear knows when the ear and what the mind put together, they know. You heard a bit of that. In that as much story. as I call women bitches on here, or I may make a gay joke. Come on, man. When you really know, listen to this, and you know the tone of me and who when you I am, really listen to you, it. You, 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 you get it. But you said it. When you really listen to it, when you know me, when you hear it, these are things that were taken bits, pieces, a piece that you heard. You, you can't go off that. I know, but something smells funny on that one. And I, I'm telling you, I'm going to go with people that work for him. And worked with him, and people that have his back. You think that they're 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 just they're they're covering for him? You just said it. Work for they get paid. No, okay. How about the people who just worked with him, or have been around him, or other comics that have have come to his come to say something? I, I'm not. I, I, I'd be I'd be I'd, I'd be interested to know, even though I know how black folks could be. How many black comedians are defending him? There's black comedians that are defending him. Mm. Who? Do you know off the top of your head? No, I don't know who's against him either. I can't tell you who's against him either. Okay. I, I really can't. I, the most I've spent on Joe Rogan is on this podcast. Right. Uh, 
And I think Joe Rogan, I and I'm going to say, I've thought we've had this conversation before. I've always felt Joe Rogan was funny. You you don't always, and, and I don't. So and, and and again, that ain't got nothing to do with with either of these things. Me not being on this podcast, I just don't think he's funny. Comedically, it doesn't do it for me. I get that, and I, I, I and but <coughs> I think in service to to what I'm talking about, if you're going to have this discussion, I think one probably shouldn't have the discussion, but two, have some fucking people that could provide the counter argument. There should have been some black people on the show if he's going to have this conversation. But Joe goes with whatever the way the conversation is going with his interviews. I'm telling you, I don't, I, I'm not as, I'm not as mad, but I'm also not the guy that he had to apologize to. And I'm not the person who should have been offended by it. So my opinion really doesn't mean all that much. All right. William Farmer. Uh, subject, five minutes of invisibility. Yo, what's up, ANA or Wally and Dave, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder's characters from See No Evil, Hear No Evil. Evil. This is like my third time writing you guys, but I had to answer this question. I'll give you a quick answer and a legitimate answer like Andy did. Quick answer. If I could be invisible for five minutes, I'd love to sit in a room with Cherokee Diaz, Gemma, or someone off Aries list. Not yours, Andy. <laughs> and watch them get dressed or undressed. As soon as I saw bare booty, I'd have to smack them cheeks a couple of times and take <laughs> off out the door before the magic wore off. If I had to sit in a room for five minutes while invisible with someone off Andy's list, I'd spend four minutes and 45 seconds trying to scare, scare the hell out of them for having pancake syndrome. Uh, let me say real quick, I wish I could have, uh, you know I wish I could have Gemma. Cherokee the ass? <laughs> oh, boy. Wink, wink. That's all I'm going to say about that. She's married now, but once upon a time ago, oh, boy. Um, legitimate answer. I'd love to sit in a boardroom on Wall Street and know where I should invest my next paycheck, trying to win the money game. Hmm. Hell, I'd even be okay with being in the room where the lottery tickets are made so I could see where that million-dollar winner would end up. Also, uh, Andy, have you talked about saving Martin Luther King Jr.? Uh, you talked about saving uh, Martin Luther King Jr. by pushing him. The first thing that came to my mind was, Andy is trying to mess up a paid-off day for millions of people, LOL. <laughs> Damn. I know I need prayer, but hey, I'm just being honest. Uh, and incidentally, let me just say before I finish reading this, I would go with the lotto for sure, because if you get that money, then you can definitely smack Cherokee and Gemma on the booty without being invisible. Um, love the pod, guys. And Andy, you made a lot of sense when you were talking about Rogan's situation. I just believe the biggest mistake when saying nigger all of those times was not having a nigger representative in the room, which he just said, which I've also said in regard to Bill Maher. Guarantee he wouldn't have been talking about Planet of Apes and black bodies with white minds because one of the apes would, would, have, <laughs> would have still been whooping on him because he got high and watched Get Out. I don't know, dog. That ape would have had to have been uh, my man, um, uh, Michael Jai White. Um, uh, yeah, we had someone come with some martial arts skills. Yeah. Uh, guess he got high and watched Get Out too many times. Also, Aries, I've never been a Rogan fan at all. Trust, guys, your podcast is so much better and way funnier than Rogan's. All right, fellas, I'm out of here. Arnold voice. Yeah, he, yeah, he. Yeah. P.S. Just thought about this, Aries. What would Brett Butler say 
if he was at the store and saw Gemma Smash and Cherokee shopping for underwear, well, I'll tell you what he would say. He would say, look at those big, beautiful asses. I bet you they can steal so much shit by cramming it in the crack of their asses. That's what those black bitches are good for. But you've got that much ass and that much thigh, you can steal everything you want and hide it in your butt cheeks. White women can't steal that way because they have pancake booty. There you go. Red butler, yeah? Uh, C-E-F-F-G-H. Uh, what's poppin' Aries and Andy? This is my first time writing the show. Long time listener. Uh, just stopped being lazy and decided to check in. My question to both of y'all is, what is y'all's input on T.I. doing comedy now? A few comedians came out complaining about him jumping into comedy already, only been doing it for a few weeks and already joining Shaq's all-star comedy show and being a part of a few other comedians' shows, potentially taking a spot of a comedian that's been doing it for years. Do y'all feel the same as the other comedians or do y'all feel different? Hopefully I don't get a $10 a lot of money because I ain't auto-correcting shit. LOL. Didn't we have this conversation? No, no. I had it with somebody. Yeah, I didn't have it with you. Um, before I answer it, what'd you think of T.I.'s comedy? He was amusing. He wasn't bad. Yeah. He wasn't bad. And for someone who hasn't done it, he was funny. Right, right. So, yeah. But I have my own opinion on this. So I want, um, I'll let you, you do, I want you to do you. That show business, you know, he, his, his name comes with weight. Um, and I, this is why I said, you know, when I go, I had a problem with Denzel's son and some of these celebrity kids because they cut the line, but it's Hollywood and, you know, names and carry weight. And when you're, when your father's Denzel or Michael Douglas or whoever, you get to skip the line. Do I think it's right? Not necessarily. No. Is it fair? No. But that's show business. No, no, I can't. Yeah. I understand comics that feel frustrated because he's taken a spot that they have worked to get to. Right. I can completely understand that. Here, here's the truth, though. Who's going to sell more tickets? The guy who's working real hard to get that spot or T.I.? Well, that's a different thing. No, no, no. It's very important, though. No, no, no. This is what I'm saying. Shaq's All Star Comedy Jam. That it brand sells itself. Sells, okay. It don't. It's different now. If you're talking about <clears throat> uh, a comedy club going, I'm talking about a comedy club. Oh, okay, you talking about a comedy? Club. Yeah. 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 And their comedy clubs in business to make money. Yeah. And. If you're a comedian on a show, especially a showcase show, and T.I. wants to drop in uh, or he's put on the bill and you now have a full room to do your show in, you're happy too. So I'm not faulting him for any of that. With with Shaq's All-Star Comedy Jam, I'm going to say this, and I believe this to be true. Mm -hmm. Shaq is a businessman and he's also an entertainer. Right. If T.I. can't handle the amount of time that he's going to have him up there, Shaq wouldn't have him on the show because I don't think that Shaq would ruin his, sh would hurt his show and his brand just because T.I. is is humorous. I think T.I. was funny and he proved that he could do it. Will he get better? If he keeps doing it, he'll get better. Right. 
But listen, if 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 I, honestly, Ti could right now go do his own all. He could do, do his own show, and people are going to show up to see his show. And he could put five other guys underneath him. He could come out, open up the show, host it, and he would sell out every time. Right. Anybody who's waiting in line to become a famous comic or working hard to become a well-known comic, you can't do that. So that's why you got passed up in line. Right. I'm in line, and I'm telling you this. <laughs> it's right. not like I'm saying it because I, I'm uh, like it's going to benefit me. No, it's going to hurt me. I and I understand, but it happens all the time. And this is how this business is. You think Ari? What Ari Gold? What's his real name? Ari Shafir? No, the 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 guy from. Uh, Entourage. Oh, Ari. yeah, Ari Gold. Yeah, but what's his real name? Oh, Jeremy Piven. Yeah, you, do, Jeremy Piven. Do I do I think he is the most outstanding comic? No. And do I think that he's probably doing what most people who come from entertainment do, telling stories about their uh, their their time in entertainment, and then making some funny stories about people that they also are famous? That's what a lot of those guys do. Am I mad that? I work really hard at being funny and telling, writing jokes and that someone's going to step over me. Yeah. But can I sell those tickets? Are any of those people going to come see me? that are going to come see him. that are going to fill up that room. No. So that's the way this works. Yeah. You know, I, when I had a conversation with Neri, uh, the other last week in Houston, uh, <clears throat> we were kind of talking about this and he was like, look, man, even when, uh, Joe Rogan and Carlos, that whole thing happened. Uh, he said, comedy club owners, managers, they they knew Carlos stole. They didn't care because he sold tickets. Yeah. They didn't care. So, you know, we as purists and as artists, we want what's righteous. We want what's right and fair. But that ain't the business. Uh, and believe it or not, at the time, the person who got uh, 86 from the comedy store was Rogan, not right. Carlos. Right. Yeah. So, and at that time, Carlos sold t- more tickets than Rogan yeah. did. So, um, Darius Davis. Uh, some change can be good. What's up? What's good, Smoking Aces? Yo, so my thoughts on the potential Nary podcast collab. I think, as far as the bigger picture, it would be great for all parties involved. Coca Cola will always be number one, but sometimes a nigga might want a cherry Coke. <laughs> Spears and Steinberg is the tree, and the new pod could be another branch. First off, nobody fucking with my Unc Andy when it comes to that real-life knowledge shit. And Neri just brings a more fast-paced, speedy Gonzalez approach, which wouldn't hurt every now and then. Also, side note, y'all got to do something about these ads. Last week, Aries went on a rant, and all of a sudden I heard, does your manhood bend the wrong way? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, what the fuck kind of shit is this, LMAO? But much love and success in the future. Big things are coming in 2022 for you guys. Peace. You know, I got to say, man, I, you know, I, I, I listen to the podcast every week after we do it because, one, I'm a fan of my own shit. Uh, and two, I also use it as a learning tool in terms of what worked, what didn't, what could be funnier, what could change. I'm not a fan of the ads in terms of how they're placed. Uh, I wish they would all come in the beginning or all play at the end because that bothers me, too. I hate when there's a rhythm and it stops for an ad. Uh, but that's kind of like TV, I guess. You know, no matter, if, no matter how good the show is, you got to cut the commercial. That's who pays the bills. Um, and more I listen to it, I agree with a couple fans that once said, I like the new intro song, 
but not as much as the old one. I thought the old one was the kick open the fucking door a la SWAT um, and scared the shit out you at four in the morning and woke you, woke the kids and the family up. Get on the floor, motherfucker. Uh, I like that aggressive in-your-face approach, but again, from a business standpoint, uh, unless you're going to buy the rights to the song, uh, can't use it. So um, I'm hoping I can figure something out because, I, you know, the, the intro song is cool, but to me, I, I, I miss that boom. So. Um, I'm for the new podcast. You know that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. talked to me about it before. I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Um, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I think Aries' voice is big enough that he should have had multiple podcasts for a while now. We've had this uh, conversation for a couple of years. Yeah. So uh, uh, I think it's great uh, because it's just, it, it benefits this podcast as well. So uh, I'm all for that. As far as, uh, as far as our song goes, man, I, I, I you know, it's the, it's the content. I mean, I, again, you know, the song changed. It's changed. You got used to the other song. I understand what you said about the boom, you know, getting that, that energy up, but yeah, I, I like the podcast. I don't listen to the podcast as much as you do. Cause I don't like myself enough to listen to myself. Mm. I hate myself. So I, it's really hard for me to listen. Practice. To we talk about practice, not a game. Come on. Practice. We talk about practice. Andy don't believe in practice. Yeah. Me and Iverson are sitting on the, the bench watching everybody play. Right. Going, remember when we used to practice? Right. No, uh, I know. I listen. I, I do listen. I just, it's One thing they could say about, they could never say about Aerie Spears is that I didn't ask anybody to do anything that I didn't do my fucking self. Was I a tyrant? Ah, you never won anything. So maybe that's you. Look, I don't really have to do this. I'm only doing this because it's who I am. That's how I played the game. You want to play the game that way? Don't play the game. Right? <laughs> he's, he's Iverson from Jordan. All right, this last one from my nigga. Mookie. What you selling? Drugs in the DM, Aries? They said your page was blocked for suspicious activity. Uh, what the fuck? The white girl you went to war with from Houston is the police? Yeah, man, you heard me mention it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm hoping an appeal, I, 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 I wrote a nice appeal and said I didn't, I thought that it was two people having free speech about a very controversial thing. I was defending myself because she called me the N-word. So I'm hoping that they could find the goodness in their racial hearts to understand that a black man was being attacked and they could reinstate me. Otherwise, I'm not going to start over. My, 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 my Anthony, my Jarvis was like, you know, we could uh, put you on a new name, Aerie Spears Productions, but I, I can't start over. I'm not going to start from two followers and hope to build. Fuck that. I just hope everybody knows that you're down right now and that you might be back up later because I get one more yeah. direct message asking me, what happened to Aerie's account? Right. Oh, and that's why I put the I put a post up that had a picture of you that just said your account got suspended and you're wearing my shirt and I said but Aries always rocks and oh. Andy comedy shirt. All right, let me read one more. So we got a minute left, dude. This dude, you know, you know who's this guy's name? 
Uh, Braden forty five. Braden forty five. You know you control the size of the of the font that you use. Oh shit! It's tiny. <laughs> oh, all right. You got. He wrote really tiny, small, quaalude letters. Yeah, Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> and it's about Cosby. So it's that about Cosby. Sense, yeah. yeah. Um. Hey, BC here. Glad you guys watched the Cosby doc and discussed it. As Cosby's heyday was long before I was born. I found it informative, well-balanced, and filled with a lot of gaps. Excuse me. Oh, goodness. I'm telling you, I shouldn't have had that pizza last night. Did you go to that pizza place next to that Rewind? Dude, I had to because when I was leaving uh, Rewind with my crab cake sandwich and my tater tots, this drunk dude wildly knocked my shit out of my hand and I got my sandwich and tater tots was on the ground. So I had to fucking have pizza. Can't wait to have that tonight. That crap. Oh, pizza. I'm having that crap. Pizza oh, again. Jesus. Um, We're still at DC improv, you guys. Yes. When you're hearing this. As part. to why he was so beloved and his overall great impact on the black community. From the doc, in my opinion, it seemed like Cosby's rhetoric turned sometime after his son Ennis was murdered. I think possibly he seemed to turn his pain and anger from his son's sudden death towards the black community for some reason. His wife, Camille, believed that racism was a motive for her son's killing, as the killer referred to Ennis as a nigger. Oh, I never knew that. And in turn, and Bill internalized it as black people playing up to stereotypes created by white people uh, somehow fueled white people's continuous negative views on the black community. They call it respectability politics, where, for example, if the black community acted more civil like whites, the racism would stop and they would treat us more like equals, similar to what he, he was saying in the pound cake speech. Just my two cents, all the best fellows. Did, you, did they ever say if a white person killed his son or a black person? I, I didn't know. I didn't know. Hmm. Um, I don't. I, I That theory would be great, but you already have uh, Tulsa to prove that that theory doesn't work not only that and and i will say this again I, I you know this this as i said on vlad tv this notion that exists and i know the go-to for people always is chicago or black on black crime uh and again people kill based on the proximity yeah all right so there's that and then again historically this fucking notion that black people of these wild savage like animals is preposterous when historically the most violent race of people on the planet have been white folks. And something that we're going to discuss probably in Virginia Beach is a four-part documentary on Showtime called Everything's Gonna Be All White. And it ain't just, again, they, there's, there's sections in the documentary where they talk about how the Asians were fucked over by white folks. Native American Indians have been fucked over by white folks. Black, black people certainly have been fucked over by white folks. Hispanics fucked over by white folks. And again, some, not all. But historically, white folks have been the most dangerous motherfuckers on the planet. Historically. So this notion that black people are the boogeyman is preposterous. We don't storm the Capitol. Our cops don't kill unarmed white folks. We, we don't kill white folks' leaders. We ain't never hung white folks from trees. We don't blow up churches. We didn't have, we, 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 there was no civil rights for white folks struggle. So stop it. 
Stop it with the civilized shit. To the contrary. You're talking about recent history because at the one time, everybody was bad to all people. Yeah, but you know, come on. I know what you're talking about. We're going to talk recent history and what people are connected to. history. And what people are connected to. I'm talking since America was here. It's not even America. I know, but to go all people, let's just throw that out. I'm going to go 400 years because when we talk about this, when we talk about this history, let's let's be specific to the the what comprised what will become America. That's for over four hundred years ago, because this is the time period that we're really talking about. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying that because I think that that focuses the argument a lot better because there's reasons why we're in this situation. I'm saying historically, uh, worldwide. People have always treated each other bad, but white people have had control and dominance for a long time and have used that inappropriately. Yeah, I mentioned Andy yesterday. Uh, I was watching Titanic. Uh, it was on TV yesterday. And there's a line in there where Rose, the character Rose, uh, says in regards to uh, going on the Titanic. They called it the ship of dreams. Uh, But to me, it was like a slave ship taking me back to America in chains. Now, this is a white woman character who just got out of with that time period's version of a Mercedes or Rolls Royce Royce was. She's got the most expensive clothes on known to man. Her fiance is a rich tycoon. And you are telling me that if that movie were made today in 2022, that line would fly. You are slaves at the bottom of the slave ship where black people were crammed like sardines and died. And a lot of them slept in their own fecal matter and piss and blood. And you did those, those pictures of black people wearing those metal devices, uh, like not chains, but around their neck with all these uh, prod pieces or long pieces sticking out or, or, or with the bells on them. So if they tried to run away, the slave masters could hear them. A lot of those black people on those ships thrown overboard and fed to the sharks when they died. Like, like are you really, are you really trying to let that line be accepted? I was offended by that line. How ridiculous of a notion. And that's the right word right there. I love that word. Ridiculous. Okay. No, I do because the the idea of what was projected was ridiculous. And I didn't catch it either until you you pointed it out to me yesterday when we were having this conversation. Right. Um, but when you hear it, when I heard it, and I didn't go back and watch it, but for and, and but I remember it. Yeah, that's that's quite uh that's quite a mouthful. That's that ridiculous. I don't, I don't think that I taking think, me back in chains. I think that they would re I think there would be a rewrite on that. Uh and I say, even said to you, well, if that was her reflection as a young woman who was brought up in privilege, that maybe how she would have articulated that. But then you also said, no, that, that that's taking place as the older woman, right? not as the young uh, woman who was given everything. Right. And I said, but it does make sense because she also took something that could change the history for thousands of people with that diamond and she decided she would return it with the chains that she felt all over herself. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, that's it. That's it. This is an yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got to tell you uh, because on the last podcast, before we go, what I've been doing that it's really freaking me out. I don't know that I should be doing this anymore. 
Dude, have you seen, do you ever go online and you see these people popping pimples? Oh, I can't watch that, Andy. You just told me what it was. I can't, can't, can't. Dude, I can't stop watching it. Oh, Jesus. Dude, you <laughs> cannot. That's the white in you. I cannot. No, that's the white coming out of them. No, no I know. This but, white pus. I know, but you, 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 that, you, death, pimple popping, gross shit, dark shit. That's that white in you, man. Dude, it, it's something about it. you see this and it's like, and then it just. Uh, yeah, I don't need. Why would I need to? Dude, I, I can't stop watching it. Yeah, you, you. Yeah, that's, that's hunky shit. I, mean, I want to know if anybody else has, has watched this and is, it, it just can't stop. I, Black I, people don't partake. As in soon shit. as as soon as I start watching, I'm I'm, I'm watching. I don't have to watch, it, and I'm trying to stay away from my phone. So I niggas don't watch would it. never come up with two girls in a cup. Niggas would never do that. That's white people's shit. <laughs> no, that's German. I think those were wasn't that a white? German that German white? Yeah, I'm just. But that's specific. They yeah, they, but y'all German from, ha, German has the hardest, I, like raunchiest, I, scariest porn like, in the like world. Like I said, uh, uh, all you got to do is watch MTV's ridiculousness. <laughs> White people, y'all have no boundaries. Y'all don't ever go, nah. They show up. There was an episode of Ridiculousness on yesterday. The white girl was licking the inside of the toilet. You know the part where you flush and where the water come out? She was licking underneath the bowl. On the inside. Well, I don't know. You know, there's different. I don't know where that comes from. I'm watching this. I don't know. Have you? You never even heard of this Dr. Pimple Popper lady? No. She's very famous. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. That That's why. This is why in the last email that I read, the, the one before the Cosby, when again, when he, if black people were civilized and we're animals and we're from the jungles and we do all kind of heinous shit. No, we don't. Historically, niggas don't lick toilet bowls. Niggas don't fuck snakes and horses. I've seen all this on, on fucking ridiculousness and on fucking Twitter. Where again, white dude was was being fucked by a horse, a fucking a snake. Niggas don't do that shit. What what snake? He was fucking a snake. I didn't even know a snake had a hole, nigga. Nah. I swear to God, any I'm not making that up. These are special people that you're finding to do no, this. No, these white folks, nigga. No, this is special white folks. Niggas do shit like serve a life sentence in jail because they robbed a 7-Eleven for a bag of Doritos and a hairbrush. That's what we do. But we ain't fucking horses. We ain't licking the inside of toilet bowls. We don't, during the Super Bowl, our team win, eat fucking horse manure. We don't do that type of shit. That's special. For, that's the special people, man. I don't know anybody who does that. Does that either? Fucking, I, fucking the, all the shit in them jackass movies. Niggas, nah. Yeah. Now there's some funny shit in the jackass. Some of movies. it's funny, yeah. Motherfucker jump off a table, off a second story to crush the table, or, or that, or but purposely jump up and smash his head into the ceiling fan. I don't understand any of that. That's crazy. This is different. Per I don't know who those people are. Telling you that is that is freedom. That is white freedom. Niggas have been trained to stay within boundaries from slavery. We've been trained. Nigga, don't touch that. Nigga, don't drink that. Nigga, get out of there. Nigga, sit in the back. We have boundaries, nigga. Our parents would get our asses whipped when we don't listen. White kids, 
Fuck you, mom. Slam door. No boundaries. Didn't grow up that no way. No consequences. My kids didn't grow up that way. You you an anomaly, nigga. Uh, I, I just think that they find anomalies. Well, part of you is Hispanic, so does sometimes your Hispanic side come kicks, out. Kicks in. And then sometimes your white side come out. I'm white culturally. Sometimes. Ugh. I grew up in white culture. All right, let me find out who we're going to play. You announced dates? Oh, shit. I'm slacking. All right, so you listen to this on... Uh, it's coming out March 3rd. So, uh, guys, we're not anywhere this weekend. Uh, we have the weekend off, and then we're going to be uh, the Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio, the 10th to the 13th. Aries will be in Arlington, Texas, Improv. The uh, 17th to the 20th, I'll be at home with my kids. They're coming out to visit me in my new home in Hoboken. That uh, I didn't let them move in with me. <laughs> Had to draw a line. Uh, then on uh, February, uh, I'm sorry, March uh, 25th to the 26th, we'll be at the Funny Bone in Cincinnati, actually Liberty Township, but that's the Cincinnati Improv. And at the end of the month, the 31st, we'll start our weekend at uh, Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples. And we will end up doing that whole weekend there from the 31st on the Thursday till April 3rd. So we'll be out there. You can come say April Fool's jokes to us if you're out in that area. And then big shout out to the Comedy Factory in Baltimore. The 7th through the 10th of April will be there. And that's what dates so far. We have some more dates. I'll get those up and uh, we'll talk about them next week. But that's good enough. All right. Um, Obi-Wan B.A. Uh I guess that's uh, for everything. His Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Oh, no. Uh, his Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, is at O-B-I-E-O-N-E-B-A. Uh, I think you're about to hear some prayful hip-hop. Uh, the song is called Pray For Me, featuring Princeton Hawk and 3D Time. Uh, Okay, yeah. Um, pray for me. I think that's the second one. All right, so here he is, Obi-Wan B.A. Welcome, AC and Jimmy. My name is Princeton Hawk. You're listening to my dad. Obi-Wan B.A. Yeah. Back, relax, you can even put your feet up Check the trouble, then the bass And even turn the beat up I'm here to ask a favor, we don't even gotta meet up Bow your head, close your eyes And send a prayer for me up Just ask for an hour, minute, second of your time Check on your brother, make sure that I am doing fine Don't wanna be the prey, I'm asking y'all to pray Please don't put it off tomorrow, cause I'm asking y'all today Pray for me, please Will you pray for me? Will you pray for me? You pray for me, Obi, let him know again. Sit back, relax, you can even put your feet up. Check the trouble, then the bass, and even turn the beat up. I'm here to ask a favor, we don't even gotta meet up. Bow your head, close your eyes, and send a prayer for me up. Just ask for what hour, minute, second of your time. Check on your brother, make sure that I am doing fine. Don't wanna be the prey, I'm asking y'all to pray. Please don't put it off tomorrow, cause I'm asking y'all today.
to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. But just cause you say it with conviction, it don't mean shit to me! Don't you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go fuck yourself, convict!